The film podcast you are about to listen to contains heavy spoilers. So if you have not seen any of the films we are discussing in this episode, please pause now and go watch before continuing. You have been warned. What is it? Where are you going? I've got to return some videotape. episode of I Have to Return Some Videotapes. And this one, it is a galactic-filled episode. We're joined, well, my name is Joe. Uh, I am Armand, and we have uh, another special guest here with us today. You want to introduce yourself? It's uh, it's me again, uh, the Milkman, Leech, the milk Leche, man. <laughs> uh, resident uh, Dune... I was going to say expert, more like Dune reader, really. <laughs> well, I mean, look, as, as as someone who hasn't read the book and Joe, who has read some of the book, you're definitely, yeah, the, most, the, first you're definitely the most qualified. So if you want to yeah. use the term expert, feel free. <laughs> I'm going to be the, the one to mispronounce the most amount of names. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I had to write down a lot of the terms and names, so I got you. Oh God! But yeah, uh, if you you know didn't guess by now, we're g- covering Dune this episode because the new Dune came out from Denis uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. That's yes. how you pronounce his fucking name. Uh, and we're gonna do kind of a retrospective on on the 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 nineteen eighty four Dune, and as well as you know jumping back and forth from the source material. Um, so where should we yes. begin? Should we dive into the the source material the Duneverse as as some may call it yeah j- uh please uh Leche would you mind giving us just a a little you know a bit of a summation of like you know a beginner's guide to Dune <laughs> understanding yeah <laughs> so all right so so the 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 Dune books are it's such a difficult thing to 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 encompass because there's so much stuff going on in Dune. There's like, I know. Uh, <laughs> it, it came out in like 1960. It's uh-huh. like hyper environmentalist. It is it is sci-fi at its finest. It's just like the the kind of like foundation era mm-hmm. where like Isaac Asimov, like Frank Herbert, all those old school dudes were like starting to like really build world yeah and and dune was really kind of like the first one that almost had like this biblical quality to it It Mm -hmm. had like big space ideas and and it was just like an instant inspiration for everyone that like read it and so i i have about 60 years worth of people that are gonna be pissed off at me if i (laughs) misrepresent anything about the book um i I i had a good conversation not too long ago where I had I had a conversation about Dune with a guy that read Dune forty years ago. <laughs> Ooh. Um, 
So it, it, it's ostensibly uh, a, a space opera, not unlike Star Wars, one of the many like pieces of media that it ended up inspiring. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. about... Um, it's about family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you can't, you know, it's, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it is basically um, a coming-of-age story mm-hmm. of, of the main character, Paul Atreides, kind of coming into his own, almost in like a, a bit of a, like, as a Jesus figure, really. Yeah. As, as a Messiah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, biblical references to it. It is, and as a coming of age story, it also explores ideas such as the concept of humanity, how we're we're tied to our our instincts, how we can escape from our instincts, and really uh, like the concepts of like greed, politics, self control. It is so all encompassing as as a story that it, it is difficult to give a synopsis of its themes yeah. without having to do that deep dive. And that's fair. All, in all in all honesty, like part of the reason why, like I'm I'm so happy that we have like the the the, the uh, Dennis. I'm not gonna bother mispronouncing one more thing. You're good. So, but no, it's such so great that we have like the Dennis Villeneuve uh, movie coming out because it, it you you finally have that like the the the, the porthole into this just, this deep dive of fantastic science fiction. Um, but let me ask you this though, because like I, you know, Dune is obviously very complex, and I feel like that complexity is what makes it daunting for others to jump into. Do you think this new Dune movie from Denis will be accessible enough to get people into this universe? That's, that's something that I was, I was very worried about when the, when the movie came out, it was that, that like it would misrepresent aspects of, of the book that are integral to, to how interesting it is. Uh, but no, it, it 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 it's 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 got all the themes that you would that you would want captured, yeah. and it presents it in such a digestible way that once you get into the book, like sure, it's gonna like have the the Frank Herbert workingness to it. Like you're gonna have like scenes that are few seconds in length but last you pages. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's it's gonna be a lot easier to get into because of those movies because you actually kind of see everything kind of play out and now you get that deep dive into like the characters into the thought processes into the the story all right all right well i guess that leaves us um where should we start should we start discussing the the david lynch 1984 dune or should we go into the new uh dune film um (laughs) let's let's start with the uh the lynch dune because it's it's <laughs> there's there's a lot to take in and you know to its credit I, I believe uh dune was hyped up quite a bit you know around that time as well because it, it already did have such a like a a big following uh wow <laughs> i mean yeah had like a good 20 years or so to you know build up some some reputation as one of the most beloved uh science fiction uh, me- pieces of science fiction out there uh but yeah so uh it was made into a film by by david lynch 
a very interesting point in his career. This is like basically the first time Lynch was working in like kind of like a big studio setting because uh, this is uh, his third film because before he made Eraserhead, obviously his first film, and then he got hired by Mel Brooks to do The Elephant Man. So I, I'm assuming based on like the the oh you know the Elephant Man was really well received. I still haven't yeah. watched it, but you know, <laughs> based on what I've heard, uh, it was well received, and so I guess that pr- you know kind of prompted David Lynch more into the limelight, and they're like, oh okay. But uh, as many may may be aware, there is a uh, kind of a uh, a lot of a uh, there's a lot of different directors that wanted to get their hands on. Uh, on the Dune uh, uh, scripts as uh, there is a popular documentary that came out a couple of years ago on uh, Alejandro Horowski. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, the, the insane man that has brought us things as the Holy Mountain and El Topo, which I have not seen yet, but I've heard is pretty insane. Can't forget Santa Muerte. That one's A+. plus. Yeah, three. I really need to di- dive, take a deep dive into his whole filmography, but I mean... Really, at the end of the day, like you go see Holy Mountain if you haven't. <laughs> oh, please! Whether it's you know awesome. either on drugs or sober, it's gonna be a, a <laughs> an experience you'll never forget. <laughs> We've um, all seen the Holy Mountain, right? <laughs> I, th- I think we watched oh, the Holy yeah. Mountain together at some point. I don't. I don't, th- I don't recall that, but <laughs> I didn't. I don't. I didn't watch it with y'all, but I have seen it. I did I, see it in public at Jesus. this cafe, and there's like this w- drunk what? woman who was like screaming at like all the sexual scenes, like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Oh, like, <laughs> 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 and yeah, it was just. I think that actually may have been my first time watching it, so it was it's it was interesting watching it in public. <laughs> I I definitely appreciated how, how many how many drugs I took while watching it. That that shit was amazing. <laughs> Fucking El Topo oh too, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, saw I, El Topo. I I didn't realize that that was his third movie, and what what I was kind of surprised by is like it didn't feel like a David Lynch movie. Yeah, David Lynch no, movies yeah. and, and David Lynch shows have such a distinct like character to them. Mm-hmm. They're so they they lend themselves to to funny enough like I think David Lynch is still probably one of the few people that could probably adapt to Dune properly. But he just didn't do any of the things that he would have done right. Well, that's the thing is because, like, I don't know really if David Lynch cared about the source material enough. I think it's just like, and you kind of see that in the movie. Like, there's like some really weird kind of like out there scenes where it's just like, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, this is clearly just David Lynch doing what he does in terms of like visual imagery. Like, uh, like you see it a lot with like kind of like the dream sequences because if if you're oh, if course. you're a fan of David Lynch, you know the man loves dreams, and you see a lot of uh, of, of dreams. Um, I don't know, are dreams pre- prevalent in the, the in the book by any chance, Leech? In the book, it's it's less dreams than it is like visions. Yeah, I, I think because th- they kind of bring that up in the new like uh, yeah. Dune movie, like uh, Paul's yeah, yeah, having yeah. dreams as well. It, it's uh, if we're using the the language of the book, it, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's prescience, yeah, right. <laughs> so it, it's it's okay. um, so the, the way the way that it works in the books is like the dreams that he's having are visions of the future, but they're they're more or less like 
his brain processing the events as they are in order to predict outcomes. Yeah. Um, it, it's, um, I, I kind of didn't like the, the, the 1984 dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna okay, go right yeah, off yeah, the bat go, there. Let's go yeah. right in. Let's I'm go just gonna go right off the bat there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, what, so what was your, your problem or many problems that you had with this take on Dune? So, uh, first, first problem that I was just like, okay, I, I've, I've officially given up on this. And it's going to be like the, 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 the most like, uh, hardcore nerd sort of okay. like reaction, <laughs> yeah. which is like, yeah. that's, that's not fine. how it happened in the book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seeing a fucking pug just running around the set. I love uh, the pug. <laughs> oh yeah. I love, I love the pug. But just like coming at it from like okay, it's 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 David Lynch. I've never seen this before. I I am watching Dune, and there's a, a pug, just out of nowhere. He's yeah. just Duke Duke Lado's just holding a pug, and the pug shows up in so many scenes. There's like a the, in the scene where the 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 Sardaukar army and the Harkonnens. Mm-hmm. Are invading uh, like the Atreides like palace on Arrakis. <laughs> you just see like mm-hmm. the the pug just like escaping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the pug's just like running through fire and shit. It's it's awful. That's probably just David Lynch just like ah fuck it, let's put a dog in there because like he also does that in Blue Velvet. There's like a dog in the beginning just like biting a fucking water hose. <laughs> <laughs> and but like that that's the issue with like. David Lynch is just a perfect person to to adapt it, where you can kind of play around with the ideas of like expanded like humanity, mm-hmm. expanded like thoughts, and and David Lynch plays into this in so many of the things that he's made, even after Dune, but he doesn't do any of it in the movie. He yeah. he just like the, the prescient visions are just like oh dreams, and then like towards the well, end they're kind of like exposition mm-hmm. and. We also have to go into, uh, so, like, one of the reasons why David hates uh, Dune is because he didn't get Final Cut. I was looked up. He originally, like, wanted Dune to be, like, three hours. and uh, Oh, of course. Yeah, so, like, and, yeah, if you watch, uh, you know, the, the 1984 Dune, it just feels like they're just kind of, like, just... Uh, for one, if it's your first time, like you, and not knowing anything about Dune, they just kind of like plop you in and just kind of like go through like the motions, like beat by beat, like in terms of like this the story and the structure. And the ending was horrific. Oh yeah, oh. it just kind of suddenly ends. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and even worse, it's like you you say like go beat by beat, but that's like. It, it it's even worse than that because it's like reading a it's a, <laughs> beat by beat kind of makes me think it's like okay it's like reading like the Wikipedia synopsis yeah, yeah. but like no like the Lynch version's even worse it's like reading bullet points yeah like that's what I yeah. feel like I feel like they're trying because again like Dune's like what five hundred pages they're trying to like compress a five hundred page like novel into like a two hour film it's a thick ass book yeah it's like, a it's, thick ass book it's proper thick so it's like yeah. it's uh, it's proper thick <laughs> but yeah so like trying to like squeeze all of all of the complexities of the book into like just like two hours is is uh unfortunately i don't think it's going to translate well 
and and you don't get uh like a lot of time or like depth to to really like like go all in into like the world and the characters and yeah to me like i would say the only thing uh, i really loved about this film is like the visuals like i think it's visually a little bit more stimulating and i might this might be a hot take but i i, I think I, I i think that this dune may have left in terms of visuals and imagery i think it may have left a more of an impression on me than the new dune that's not a shot at the new dune though but it's okay. just i i really like the colors and then also there's some weird gross shit that happens in this like movie <laughs> like like the way the baron like is like yeah. just like all like like just gross and like sweaty and like has these like like bulging pimples on him and like he's introduced like, right and yeah. you have the doctor like going into his face and he's just like yeah, like, it's I your, love your face. I love you. Oh yeah, it's very gay too. Like that <laughs> whole scene was campy. really gay, and I was just like, "Whoa!" I was not expecting this. Like, I kind of want more. Mm. Do needs to be more gay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Frank Herbert. That that's actually a tragedy. In, in Frank Herbert's books, there are there are very few gay people. Mm-hmm. There really? is like the Baron, who is like not even really gay, more like a pedophile. It Ugh. just happens oh that his like 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 power fantasy involves like young boys, which is you know fucked up. But like even later yeah. in the books, like y- you have like a whole race of like female like warrior priestesses that are like lesbians, and then like <laughs> the the main like one of the main characters like Duncan Idaho, which gets killed off so fucking fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In, in the Dune movie. Like holy shit. I I I I love like Duncan Idaho starts from like kind of like a, a small side character, just like a little like figure for like Paul to look up to in, in the books. Yeah. And then of course like he has like this heroic sacrifice. He like manages to survive even like past like the, the Harkonnens like going after the Atreides like clan. But fucking, like, in, in, in 1984 Dune, uh, he just fucking gets shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's something that, like, fucked with me. Mm-hmm. That, that 1984 Dune had a lot of disrespect, not, not even, like, dis- disrespect, but, like, disdain for, like, the original, like, content. Like, you have... And it, 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 you have, like, the weirding way, which is, like, the, the way that, like, the Bene Gesserit, like, do martial arts, right? So, like, in, in the books, the Bene Gesserit basically just have, like, complete control over their bodies. That, yeah. That's why they're able to, like, take the spice melange. And that's why they only they're able to, like, survive the, like, um, what's it called? Like, the spice agony. The, you know, when uh, when Jessica, like, takes the, the fucking, like, drink from the vase well, and then she yeah. like screams and her like fetus activates <laughs> yeah that was very fucking <laughs> weird and out there <laughs> again if you have like no context or familiarity with with the source material material like you're just like what is going on and that was like just yeah. my main like that was just like how i felt the whole time watching 1984 dune i was just like what is happening they're just kind of <laughs> like going through the motions and not really explaining like like what what is going on in this universe like you just really yeah. have to kind of like like <laughs> like it's it's really weird because they keep doing that thing of um you know like the main you know the very 
to put it in like a sentence, the very quick point of Dune is like, you know, you control the spice, you control the universe, <laughs> yeah. right? And they say a lot of that and they do, you know, they'll say stuff about like, I don't know, yeah, kind of like the weirding way or like, yes, like how the Harkonnens are like bad and that they're all like, you know, fucking campy and brutal. But when it comes to things like, yes, in certain uh, in certain scenes, you're kind of like, wait, we, we're doing this now? Or like, why are we doing this? And like, just things like when um, when Chena shows up, it's like she shows up and Paul's immediately like, I'm in love with you. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, what? God. I was rolling my Whoa. eyes when that happened. <laughs> there was no setup for that in, in no. 1984, dude. And, and that's because like... I guess, like, Dennis Villeneuve probably took a lot... Definitely took his time with it. Like, maybe, like, at at that point in time, David Lynch was probably just, as far as, like, editing goes, just kind of done with the movie. Like, he was done with... He was done with the movie. He was done with, like, doing the whole thing. And I don't even think he was... Like, what's... he, he, He never even got started. He couldn't, like, even get to the part where he's done with it because he never even got started with the movie. He, like, I want to say, like, one of the few things that I read about it is, like, so in the books, the weirding way is, like, the martial arts that the Bene Gesserit use. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it's a gun. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, there's, it's not like there's not, like, guns in, in, like, the Dune books. Like, the thing is, like, you have, like, the shields. Uh, that turn right. you into Roblox characters. Yeah, that fucking. <laughs> I was, that was like, so funny. I had no idea how to process that. And, and I didn't know what like, it was either. The shield, like the first time in like the beginning of the the nineteen eighty four oh. dune, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's definitely <laughs> one of the flaws of this movie. Is the effects are very cheap and dated, um, <laughs> and it just like makes makes you not take any like what you're looking at seriously at all. Um, but uh, some of it has a little bit of charm, I will say. <laughs> like, it has some campy elements to it. Yeah. But yeah, the fucking Roblox prism effect <laughs> when they put on the shield is absolutely <laughs> jarring. <laughs> I had no idea how to handle that. Like, I had no idea what I was looking at <laughs> the entire oh, sequence. And, and it, just, it just seems so weird that, like, they had to, like, give reasons for, like, because that that ended up becoming like the emperor's reasoning for like trying to take out the Atreides, like oh they're developing a weapon that uses sound, but like in the books, like you don't even have to have like a weapon. You just have to. People like the Atreides too much. I don't like that. Kill them. <laughs> yeah, right. and and yeah. that's just like what's what's in the books, and it's like he's he added stuff in that actively like made things make less sense because like there's guns in the book. There, there's guns in the book, and what they do is is they they do nothing because when you have the shields, things that move fast, like even slightly faster than a human hand, right? Just like lightly swinging at something, just get stopped by the shields. And then like it, in the book, like they they do have like laser guns, right? But okay. those just like the moment they hit a shield, like you've just created like a two ton like nuclear bomb. Yeah. yeah, that's why they don't use guns. And I and I thought that was like in reading the books, which I, I read the books way before I ever watched like Dune in nineteen eighty four or twenty twenty one. I always thought that was like a really cool part of like the books. It's like, okay, it's in the future, there's all this futuristic stuff, 
but then they're also kind of like rolling back the clock with all these like really interesting concepts like like martial arts basically like dudes fighting with swords like yeah. space feudalism as Armand was saying earlier <laughs> um and it's just like 1984 dune just actively made things make less sense <laughs> Something that the the book specifically went out of their way to make more sense. Like, you have so much cool shit going on. So much cool reasoning. So much, like, interesting, like, themes and concepts to explore. And, like, I it's, it's almost like David Lynch just wanted to make, like, a visual spectacle. And then a, a kind of, like, abandon, like anything else it's interesting because like i'm reading the the wikipedia article and you know take take that with a grain of salt as you will but it, apparently like he he read the book and said he loved it and like that's like why he like <laughs> signed on to it uh which uh it's interesting because by the way did, i don't know if y'all know this but david lynch was also offered to direct star wars uh return of the jedi <laughs> by george what? lucas fuck Please look it up on YouTube. There's a really funny video where David Lynch is like talking about being invited to like go to Skywalker Ranch and he like starts getting this like huge migraine the whole time. He's like with George Lucas. It's <laughs> it's really fucking comical. Look it up. But yeah, it's interesting that he was just like, "Nah, f- Star Wars, fuck that." He's like, "But I want this Dune shit." But yeah, so according to Wikipedia, after reading it and loving it, he meant with uh, Dino De Laurentiis and yes. he agreed to direct the film, and he worked on the script for about six months with Eric Berggren and Christopher DeVore. The team yielded two drafts of the script before they split over creative differences. So that might add to, like, why the script may be janky, because, like, there are other people who are writing on it, and then there's creative differences involved. But I think there's, like, many versions of, of, the, of uh, the script. So yeah, um, so so I don't think David Lynch hates Dune. I think it's just uh, he wanted to just kind of go buck wild with it, as uh, oh, yeah. as uh, Alejandro Hodorowski wanted to. <laughs> oh yes, um, yes. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll give our um, you know well, clo- closing thoughts on. Well, it, Joe, we didn't really Hodorowsky. get to hear much from you. How like What's what up? what did you like? How do you feel about David Lynch's? take on dune um and again as as i've mentioned before he he does not he hates this film uh yes uh, again uh he's mentioned that like he didn't get final cut of the or or, like get to edit it so uh (laughs) that's part of the reason why he like kind of like distances himself from it but yeah what what are your thoughts on this 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 take on dune um yeah no i i could just like even just watching it, I, I I knew even before going in that like yeah this wasn't the like Dune that he wanted. But you can just tell just by like they do a lot of um they do a lot of narration as well as a lot of like um, hearing people's thoughts, you know. And sometimes it'll yeah it'll be like narration into going into people's thoughts but like in the middle of a scene of dialogue and it's that made it's, it really confusing also with like yes. the voice that like uh right. paul and you know his mother do so i was just like like am i hearing the voice or am i hearing like inner monologue going on <laughs> so it's just like it was um, very kind of muddled in a way it is muddled and there's even parts where it's like you know they're 
they're in a line of dialogue and then something happens and then one character is like is like you know kind of like having a thought about it out uh you know but it's like you know they're obviously not really talking to anyone with their mind they're just like thinking in their head but like the scene still stops so it's like yeah it's it's just so weird there's a lot of um exposition but like yeah almost like the wrong kind of exposition you could say sometimes um I do, yes. I definitely like some of the campier elements. It feels. Um, we should focus. Anyone... We should focus more on uh, on what we like. We should all go around and say what we actually enjoyed about this film. <laughs> I do like the. It, it's kind of like looks like Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that, yeah, and um, so I do kind of like that. I do think a lot of the set design. Oh is, yes, the like, set design yeah, is really gorgeous. Um, that was like, that was like, yeah. Uh, the one thing that I enjoyed about this film is like, I think visually it's stimulating for me. Like, I like how some some of the colors are vibrant, and again, yeah, some of the set designs really gorgeous. Uh, and so I think visually, I can fuck with this movie. I don't hate it as a lot of other nerds do, <laughs> but. <laughs> And again, that's just because I have no connection to Dune. But it definitely has problems, but I don't think it's the worst movie ever. Like, <laughs> Okay, okay. What about um, you, Leech? What do you enjoy about, <laughs> if anything, uh, from David Lynch? I'm glad you Dune. added that caveat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first off, the, the, the Baron Harkonnen, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh... He's he's not he's not the Baron from the books, not even close. He's just kind of like this goofy, like evil, evil space fat man. <laughs> but like, you have so many scenes of him just being like radically the fucking worst, and then just like bouncing around like a fucking balloon. yeah. That fucking like I I like was hollering when I saw him like just like starting to float around and fly around. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> You know, he kind of reminds me of Emperor Palpatine from the prequels. Like, where he, <laughs> Honestly, like he's right? just pure evil, but he he's and he fucking loving love it. loving every second of being pure evil. <laughs> I, I yeah. love that they for Aaliyah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the little like Luke, uh, Luke <laughs> 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 Paul's <laughs> Paul's like sister, uh, like it like it's birth halfway or like even like a two thirds of the way into the movie. Comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's just like this little girl with like the worst fucking acting of all time. She's like trying not to smile in front of the cameras. <laughs> like she's like doing all this narration. And it's 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 fucking adorable. It's cute. It's it's just it's so I like bad. how they're talking about like someone do something about that kid, like just take that kid out and kill it. Like, <laughs> kill her. She's an <laughs> abomination. <laughs> just throw her out to the to the to the worm already. Oh my god! Um, oh yeah. Speaking of, I mean, a lot of Dune is about the you know the big old sandworms. How do you how do you feel about the sandworm in this Dune versus th- the new Dune? Do do we have a preference? Is I I just want to know like what do you think of your depiction of like the sandworm in this movie? I'm gonna say they're both perfect. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna say okay. Like, okay. both are able to, like, very vividly capture, like, the scale of the sandworms. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say that like David Lynch really did the best he could have with like the limitations of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But like honestly, like both are just very good depictions of it. Uh the like twenty twenty one definitely makes them feel more of like the force of nature that oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. Um, but like as far as like just depicting them, they're they're both like on par with each other. It, it it's just like the the with new technologies, it's just easier to make them like feel more substantial. The the one part that did give me kind of a smile is that like one scene where like Paul's like in the desert and then he just sees like three of them just like just kind of there, <laughs> just looking at him. <laughs> it's like he's he's made peace with the worms. Um, I will say that the the newer worm, like the Denis Villeneuve worm, looks more like a penis. You know, like it just and, looks and more like a urethra. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. That's fair. <laughs> no, there's countless of memes. It's just like, oh, yeah, butthole worm. The, the forbidden asshole. Yeah. There's a fucking letterboxed review that was like going around on the internet about like, like I went to the to the I took my my boyfriend to the new Dune movie and he just kept calling the worm an asshole every time and people were getting upset in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can you shut up? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh, new worms or old worms? Um, I you know that is interesting. I I do think y'all are right in that like the new worm you do feel like um. I also think Denis Villeneuve did such a good job of, like, you feel the fucking danger yeah. of, like, Arrakis and, uh, was it Shai Hulud, uh, the worm. And um, in, in the 1984 Dune, it's like, you know that the worm is dangerous, but yeah, it's like, he goes from, like, you know, eating up that, uh, that convoy to kind of like yeah, like later on they're, they, they're all riding like, the worm at the yeah they're the end riding the worm. He's just looking at him like his free willy and shit. It's, it's I will say, jarring. I I'd forgotten that scene, but David Lynch did a. I, I will say David Lynch did a fucking bomb ass job, even arguably better than Dennis Villeneuve on just that scene specifically. Well, we'll have to wait till part Ooh. two for <laughs> the, interesting since, since this new one's just part one. Well, no, okay. I, I mean that that he they both depict like the, the them going out to like the, the sand crawler, right? Yeah, the the evacuation. Oh, that, yeah, that scene. yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about when they're and it's just like how slowly like the worm just like comes Which, up. Which, by the, the way, David Lynch is in that scene. Yeah, he, he, no, I, I yeah, saw. yeah. He's one of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking perked. I was like, whoa, like <laughs> I recognize that fucking midwestern accent from anywhere. <laughs> we're all evacuating. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like and he's just covered in like dirt and dust you've got like yeah. Leto and like the scientists and they're all they're all talking in slightly British accents and then of course you have <laughs> Master Lynch <laughs> who just talks like himself all the time oh man yeah <laughs> but I love um, him in Twin Peaks because that's basically what he does but he's a deaf guy and he's just yelling the whole time <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, just he's, it's still crazy that's just how he fucking talks but um <laughs> yeah dude 1984 is like uh, admittedly probably 
the best version visually of what it could be. It's mm-hmm. just like missing like the themes. It's missing like the yeah. passions of the book. It doesn't give yeah, it doesn't give you fair. the the really in-depth complex complexities of 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 human nature that you probably get from the book, but I think it's a good visual spectacle. It's it's a good movie to put on like at a party with friends and just be like, "Oh, look at this like kind of goofy campy shit." And uh, yeah, like I it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. <laughs> this this right. version of Dune, but uh, I um, guess yeah, we can go on to final ratings. Uh, yeah, what would yeah. what would you rate this film, Leech? Uh, one out of ten or whatever rating system you want to use. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's it's a it's a it's a hot four. Okay. It's okay. uh it's it's a strong four. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, what about you, Joe? Um, I I think I'll give it a five, just because like um yeah, I mean it really does. I'll be honest. There was some parts where I was like, I have to pause and like go do something else because it's kind of <laughs> hard to just go through it all in one. Yeah. But there are some points, like you said, like the evacuation scene. I think Lynch did a really interesting job with that, and um. It, it it it's like a love hate relationship, you know. It's it's almost like when we talked about that Super Mario movie. It's like it's so <laughs> like like why did you do it this exact way? But, but some of it is kind of an yeah. The yeah. the way that movie is bonkers, you kind of have to admire the creative liberties they took with because you you got to keep in mind like this is like when Mario like you know this is like they had to work with just a couple of pixels and like do a lot of like yeah like just like okay what what should we do like <laughs> so there's there's a little bit of an admiration there um as for me as i've mentioned like yeah the visual uh, component i really think uh again a lot of people forget but david lynch painter was a painter before he was a filmmaker and he definitely has like that painter's vision when it comes to his filmmaking, and uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of memorable scenes that stick in my head, like uh, the fucking the pain box scene, like you see the fucking hand and you see like the flesh melt off the hand, yeah, like that that shit is vivid in my head. Um, but yeah, I think I would I'd probably give it a six out of ten, maybe. It's between a five and a six because like there's okay. a charm to it. Like it's definitely his weakest movie, uh, but there's still some movies I've yet to see in his catalog. But I, I've seen most of his catalog, and yeah, this is definitely his weakest. And uh, I understand why he hates it and why many others hate it, but I don't feel yeah. too strongly about it. I think there are some some elements that you can walk away and and uh take something from it uh but yeah i would say this the storytelling maybe not all that great <laughs> uh, but other than that i think if you're a fan of visuals you can get something out of it so i'm a, i'm gonna give it a six out of ten we'll see if we'll see if i'll if i'll ever be tempted to rewatch the <laughs> dune 1984 now 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 before we we move on completely um mm-hmm. You you brought up the uh, like the Super Mario Super Show and I, I just have to ask <laughs> wait not the Super Mario Super Show the, the Super Mario movie yeah uh, yes. who would win uh, in a fight between worms uh, Wiggler or Shai Hulud? Mm, I don't know that's <laughs> it's a tough one <laughs> in a fight against one. worms uh, I mean I don't know I mean it, yeah After are they like how how fucking 
how they're a force of nature in the new Dune. It's like you kind of have to go with the shy. shy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, do they have the, uh, you know, is Wiggler like the same size as Shy Hulu? Because that's pretty fucking frightening. Yeah, Leech. <laughs> that, 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 it, on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, before we get into the, uh, the new Dune, I wanted to bring up. And Armand did bring it up a little bit. I saw the documentary for Hodorowsky. Oh yes, Dune. please enlighten us. Yes. I've only I wanted to I've only read some things on it, but yeah, so enlighten us, Joe. I wanted to wait until after we talked about uh nineteen eighty four Dune, because it's gonna make a lot more sense when I tell you about these things. Okay. So yes, Hodorowsky is a very surreal and like a very passionately artist kind of filmmaker. All his know? films are like acid lsd trips essentially <laughs> exactly and he wanted to make this dune an lsd trip he started to make this or uh, like to you know get his crew together in like 1965 wow uh, no 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 not 65 yeah, sorry 75 like, yeah i was like wasn't 65 the year it came out <laughs> yeah no no um so the book had a following he had not read it he already had a producer attached to it though i don't know how the fuck um he this is some of the ideas he wanted to put in it. He wanted to make, um, he wanted to um, cast Paul Atreides as his son, who was like a teenager okay. at the time. Um, he wanted to make, <laughs> he wanted to get Salvador Dali to play a mad emperor oh, shit. in it. Yes. And he got the okay for that. He wanted to have a scene with a burning giraffe. He wanted to have the Harkonnens as like very gothic, and he wanted to have their um, their base and their style um, um, made like uh, uh, I guess sty- stylistically uh, based on H.R. Giger. So he Yo. got H.R. Giger to like yeah do some stuff for that. That would have been fucking surreal. Yes, yes. He wanted to make Mick Jagger <laughs> play a very androgynous. Fade Routha. I think I'm saying that right. Um, oh, yeah, the character that Sting plays. How did we feel about Sting in that, in that role, by the way, as Fade? <laughs> he needed more Speedos. Oh, yeah. He needed more Speedo time. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's, yeah. he, but Mick Jagger would be another interesting fucking... <laughs> I would take Mick Jagger and a Speedo over, would, over Sting would, and a Speedo. Would, would Mick Jagger have to have the, the red hair like all the other... <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's up to yeah, him. Yeah, it was you know, also it was... an interesting, sorry to go back to the, you know, 1984 Dune, but it was also, like, an interesting choice to have the Harkonnens be gingers. <laughs> like, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> See, like, okay, so in the, in the, in the, in the Dennis Villeneuve movie, they're all bald. Yeah, they're all, like, bald and, and you dressed can... in black and yeah. stuff. And, and yeah. you can kind of like go go for that and think like okay it's because like in, in the books Baron Harkonnen's not bald in, in the books I think he just has like regular like either like red hair or like brown hair I, I can't remember how it's described, um, but like I, I I thought it was very interesting to to kind of portray everyone as like balding or like or not bald like bald yeah yeah, um. Because it's like okay, like it's it's clear like the Baron Harkonnen like establishing control over these people. Like it's not that they can't grow hair; it's that the the Baron himself is bald, so he's like kind of 
forcing uniformity upon everyone else. And now, like, spoilers, uh, like, Jessica in the books, right, th- is actually Baron Harkonnen's, like, illegitimate daughter. Oh, wow. And I, I, just, I don't know. I, I just thought it was, like, just, just coming from someone that, like, that's read the books, seeing, like, all the Harkonnens with, like, red hair, and then just seeing, like, that, that aesthetic. It's like, okay. I, I guess, like, it kind of works thematically, but... I don't know. It's, it's, like I said, it's just not. It's not the same level of love that you would give if, <laughs> of, of if you like read the books and like had a lot of respect for the books and had a lot of respect for like the story. But that that that's just me like bitching, <laughs> like doing the like the, the like. That's not how the books went. <laughs> it, it's 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 all right. Uh, yeah, I think David definitely went for a more campier route <laughs> with the Harkonnens. They're still brutal, but, like, yeah, like, the way they all have the fucking red hair, like, fucking Jack Nance with the red hair, which, uh, I, I also love that David puts Jack Nance, who is, a, uh, if you don't know, he plays Henry in Racerhead, the guy with the big-ass hair. Like, he's put him in, like, all of his movies <laughs> up until, you know, Jack Nance passed away, but, yeah, Jack Nance is in every David Lynch movie, as far as I know. <laughs> so. Wait, who'd he play? He played uh the the main guy in Eraserhead, Henry with the no, big no, ass. No, no, like who did he play in, in Duel? Oh, uh just some random Harkonnen. like you see him like in like two or three scenes. Uh <laughs> again, this is just me rambling as a David Lynch nerd, just be like, Oh fuck, like uh <laughs> like that guy's in Twin Peaks. But yeah. Sorry. Uh let's get back to the topic at hand, which is Horowski's Dune. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We're, we um, left off. Mick Jagger was gonna play Fade. Yes, uh, there was gonna be Orson Welles around this time. Whoa. Orson Welles had really let himself go, yeah. and he was a very rotund man. So he was gonna play Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would take that. Yeah. Do you think you? But, but at that point of his career, he did not give a fuck. Like, no, so. he wasn't. Super interested, but he did get the okay. Uh, uh, Hodorowski got the okay for um, Orson Welles to play him. Um, he was going to make. He was gonna make Paul as like a plural being, like he was gonna like err on the very spiritual side mm-hmm. of like creating it, which is um, pretty much Hodorowski himself. <laughs> right, right. He was gonna make the the Dune, you know, planet itself have, like, a kind of universal consciousness. Um, so yeah. That, I mean, that would have been... Yeah, I think definitely crazy. Hodorowski would have been able to hone in on the more spiritual elements of Dune, like, all the, all the like, the re- religious aspects and go really all out. <laughs> and honestly, that, uh, what do you mean, like, plural being? Well, so, in Hodorowski's Dune, he was going to have... Um, you know, this is this is someone who did not read the books, right? He just... I forget who he wrote it with, but, you know, he had, like, friends who had told him about it. He was going to have Paul die at the end, but as Paul died, you would, it would kind of, like, uh, you know, you would see other characters be, like, he's not really dead, you know, like, I am Paul, or I am oh. Paul, and, it, you know, yeah, it's it's like that kind of, like, a kind of omnipresence, like, Paul, as a messiah character, would be, like, a kind of part of the universal consciousness or tied to the universal consciousness of the planet dune okay yeah 
uh, crazy shit. But um, basically, yeah, he had this huge vision. Of course, his set design and the way he thinks about things. Oh yeah, I mean, you ever see? Yeah, Holy Mountain. It was gonna be like that. Um, it's gonna be you know pretty campy. And what happened was, he and his producer and some animators made this huge like like scene by scene almost like piece by piece um kind of um what's it called you know what it's called when they like um plan out a script but like through you know drawings oh storyboard I can't think of yes it was a just a huge storyboard but it was like literally beat by beat you could see all the like camera positions how they would yeah. do certain scenes and they sent it to a bunch of studios and no studios would bite because they were like, this is too much. Man. Yeah, that's so much fucking work. <laughs> and uh, it was going to be a lot of money, too. And um, it probably also would have been really fucking long. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. Like, so it's a hard sell to be Absolutely. like, okay, it's going to cost a lot of money. This film's going to be like fucking five hours long <laughs> or some shit on some Lawrence and... of Arabia type shit. <laughs> and yeah, basically, he never. He never got to do it, and it like really ate him up. But on the bright side, this is gonna kind of freak y'all out. Even though he never got to do it, all those like booklets. I mean, there's only like two that people still can keep track of today. But back in the day, those booklets got sent out to all these studios. So all these other directors that were getting into sci-fi would look through it and like literally. And they show, like, literally there's, like, pieces of the storyboards where, like, you could literally see the influence in, like, Star Wars, The Terminator, mm-hmm. Alien, Flash Gordon, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hell yeah. Even fucking Prometheus, which came out in 2012. So, I mean, gotta Damn. give it to the man. Yeah. He, he really... had a long-lasting impact on, like, the sci-fi genre and film. Holy yes. shit. Super, super influential movie that never got made. Um, <laughs> Imagine having Im- a, a massive impact on an industry for which you never even made a film in. Yeah, it's just, that's how crazy Hodorowski is. He just has these yeah. fucking bold-ass, like, grandiose ideas. But, like, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to fucking convey that into reality because it would just be so extreme in terms of the cost and, and and production efforts and whatnot. Yeah, so the closest as, you know, us as consumers can get to uh, reading all of it, like, kind of as he wanted it, he made some comics uh, with some of the oh, artists oh, hell yeah. that, like, have, yeah, concepts. One's called Line Call, something like that. Damn, but, I, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. looking into that. I'm also reading in terms of, like, you know, the music, you wanted to get, like, Pink Floyd and Magma <laughs> yes. to do the music. That's right. That's right. He wanted to get Pink Floyd for uh, House Atreides and Magma for House Harkonnen. Oh, so different houses were getting their own fucking band. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. And really thought outside the box. Damn. Oh, what, that's, what a, that's what Denis Villeneuve needed. He needed, like, prog rock bands to do the soundtrack. Get fucking King Crimson <laughs> on the soundtrack. Dude, if, if King Crimson did the soundtrack for, for Dune 2021, I'd fucking shit myself. <laughs> Willfully. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, like, on screen. And then and then the butthole worm can eat it up. <laughs> and the butthole worm <laughs> emerges. <laughs> 
Okay. As, as the as King Crimson plays. <laughs> can, can we storyboard this? Can we send this out to some Hollywood execs? You know? Oh, man. I'm, I, I heard recently that La, La Incal uh, will mm-hmm. act- is, is apparently going to get adapted by Hodorowski. Oh, hell yeah. Really? So, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, or I, either like, it got like greenlit somewhere. It was recent, too. You better hurry up because that man is old. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that man's old as fuck. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's really old. Um, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. He did say he wanted his dream now would still to like make that Doom, but it would probably be animated. Because yeah, yeah, it would be crazy. Yeah, that's to, like, what I'm trying to make it's that just like action. it could totally work as an animated thing. Uh, all right, get this: in 2021, yeah. Hodorowski officially announced a big screen adaptation by Taika Waititi. Oh shit! What? Yeah, it do- It doesn't okay. surprise me though, because like <laughs> Ta- is Taika Waititi just gonna become like the best part of everything that I enjoy? <laughs> He, I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, he's he's made some good quality shit. He's he made yeah. the best Thor movie. All the other Thor movies yes. sucked ass. Yes, he was able to like turn Thor into this fun character. <laughs> he literally made like I don't know how, but that Thor movie is almost like one of the. When I talk to other bisexuals, they're like, that is <laughs> okay. probably one of the most bisexual movies I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah, you no, know? there's so yeah. much, like, bi energy in, in Thor. Yes. That makes me want to, like, go rewatch it and, like, pick up on that. It makes me Ragnarok hard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, this is the first time I've ever had someone point that out. Yeah, I'm going to look yeah, at that. It has Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is like. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Like you just, there's no one in this earth that doesn't love the fuck out of Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like if Jeff Goldblum showed up, I'm gonna stop this thought right here. I'm gonna keep. No, that no, my, no, my no. You gotta tell us. You gotta tell us now. <laughs> what on your mind, guys? I would shit yeah, on stage. Storyboard to it. King Crimson. <laughs> <laughs> Leech, you have like a scat fetish of some sorts that we don't know about, uh, but only in relation to King Crimson. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's that particular. It's like it has to be that it combination. Has to be King Crimson, just like uh, yeah. He's eating from a big ass bag of popcorn right now. No, that problem. he's had for many weeks. How long have you had this bag of popcorn in your room? Because last time we recorded the Kuso episode, we still had this bag of popcorn. It's it's a huge bag. And I've had it for at least a month. You say it's now. like a two, like three foot bag of popcorn. It, it is easily like a foot, like a foot and a half tall. Yeah, and and I mean tall. It's like packed, and it's just it's just it's a, it's a, it's cheap. It's a it's a nice snack to have. <laughs> it got me through watching a nineteen eighty four Dune. That's fair. That's so fair. so okay. yeah. Hodorowski is going to be making La Incal with uh, Taika Waititi. Yes. Hell yeah! Wow. I mean. I yeah, I I would fucking see it. Why not? Um So you would recommend the the Hodorowski's Dune documentary, Joe? Oh, yes. Yes. He's a very obviously like I say he's a passionate man. You really It's crazy because like these things like I said, he was talking about it in 1975, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, after that it was a huge explosion of all these sci-fi movies and like you know movies that those movies influenced and stuff and um 
a lot of these things that he's talking about, he just, it's still so fresh in his mind, even though this documentary was made in 2013, I want to say. Yeah. He was like in his 80s at that point, and he just, it was all so fresh to him. Look, it it's, all, it's always the one that gets away that always is on your mind. <laughs> it's Dune was the one thing that got away from him, and it's always going to haunt him. So I, yeah. I completely understand. Like he, <laughs> But yeah. Well, hopefully this thing with Taika Waititi will come to fruition and we can all, it'll be amazing. And we're just going to have like yeah. two amazing modern renditions of like Dune, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So um, <laughs> speaking of modern renditions, let's get into it. Yes. Uh, the, the, yes. the new Dune, that uh, Dune part one from Denis Villeneuve. All right. Uh, what, are, what are we thinking, folks? How are we feeling about it? Who wants to go um, first? <laughs> I want to kiss Timothy Chalamet on the mouth. Okay, yeah, I'm um, glad you said it first. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, he really was a good choice for Paul. Like, because like I will was. say one also good caveat. One one good quality of the 1984 Dune is I think Kyle MacLachlan is a good Paul. He has a that boyish charm. That, yeah, which is basically like in most of <laughs> the rest of Kyle's roles, especially with right. David Lynch, like in Blue Velvet and in Twin Peaks. Uh, I was surprised that like Kyle MacLachlan could effectively play a child in an adult. Yeah, because <laughs> right. like in the beginning of Dune, like he's like fifteen. <laughs> I mean, till Timothy Chalamet is like twenty something. Yeah, but he's but still he's still looks, able to yeah. to play a, like yeah. a fifteen year old somewhat convincingly. S- same with Zendaya. <laughs> and, and yeah, honestly, uh, what I'll be surprised is if we can get Timothy Chalamet to portray an adult late. Like I keep calling him Leto, uh, an adult uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Um. Let's see. But like Kyle MacLachlan really just knocked it out of the park as far as like portraying the the character, yeah. maybe not like as complexly as like Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet definitely had like a lot more emotional complexity. His acting had a lot more like nuance to it. Yeah, I, I almost get like the impression in some scenes that like Timothy Chalamet is conveying on his face the thoughts of Paul in the book, and that's something that's so hard to convey with like. Say like okay. the 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 theme like the 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 part with the Gamjabar right where he sticks his hand in the yes. box, mm-hmm. in in the book like you get such an intense description from like the perspective of Paul where he's like trying not to look at at the Gamjabar, he's trying not to escape, and like Kyle MacLachlan does a, like a pretty decent job yeah, but like Timothy Chalamet is just like beat for beat you can read in his eyes exactly what's going on on the page. And that I think, as someone that's like a fan of the books, like okay, well, I I just came, I just came. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. I saw that scene, I was just like that. That's it. Like I I'm gonna have to deal with like a wet stain on my pants for like the next <laughs> two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. yeah, okay. I will, I will, I will, I will commend Tim, Tim, Timmy Boy. Um, yeah, I think he has more. Uh, he kind of comes off a little bit more as a. Like it's like as a brick wall, like he's trying to contain those emotions a little bit to me. That's just the way I I I felt watching it. Like he 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 definitely does a greater job at, in terms of the complexity of the emotions. Uh, but I feel like I don't know. For me, 
I, I'm a sucker for Kyle McLaughlin, but Timothy did still did a really good job. Like I don't, I can't think of anyone else acting nowadays, especially at his age, like to portray a young Paul Atreides. That's fair. That's fair. Also, quick question: Were y'all fans of Timothy before this? I kind of didn't know. I don't think I've seen. I haven't really seen much too many movies with him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw Lady Bird, and he's in that. I did. That's uh, right. I mean, I I still haven't seen. He's in Call Me by Your Name, right? I, I've yes, never seen anything with Timothy break. Chalamet in it. I oh, just okay. know that he's hot as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's just the running meme. It's just like, like he's in a lot of A twenty four films, and that like white, like all the girls love him. I mean, hey, he's a, he's an attractive like uh, not all the girls, buddy. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, All the goys. He's about to play Wonka now, so he's going <laughs> to... Oh, great. Hang on. No, that, that's going to be like fucking... Is uh, Timothy Chalamet the new Johnny Depp? Is Timothy Chalamet the Wunzler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. We're going to restart like Wunzler fan fictions with oh, no. Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. <laughs> and we're, you better be fucking ready for it. I, I'm not ready now. <laughs> no one was ever ready for Wunstler fandom, but uh, that's getting away from from Doom. But yeah, Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> amazing strong point in yeah, the yeah. movie. I, I think he did a good job. Um, so see, uh, I do. Oh yeah, sorry. No, yeah, I we'd already kind of talked about it. I do really like. Um, I do kind of yeah. I, I like. I like Villain Villeneuve Villeneuve's <laughs> vision, but uh, it would have been cooler to yeah see a little more like. This is a very almost kind of like grittier, uh, kind of Dune. Yeah. Uh, compared to yeah the David Lynch Dune, and he definitely does a good job. I I couldn't even as someone that's like read a little bit of the books, and you know like I said a little bit of the first one. Uh, you get a better sense of the fucking yeah, the like danger mm-hmm. and like um how I feel like in the Lynch Dune the, the Fremen are seen as kind of like kind of like somewhat playful, I guess. And you know, they're like, Oh, these are cool people with blue eyes but in the new Dune you're like, No, they're oh, like yeah. probably going to die and like the Atreides are probably gonna die if they don't like buck the fuck up. I don't know. And, I, I uh, really love the way they portrayed uh, the the Freeman in in this in this adaptation. Like it, re- they really yeah. uh, the way they like they're like, oh yeah, like they're they know how to survive on this planet. Like this is their fucking planet. Like they run this shit. Like like uh, it really does capture, especially you know towards the end, uh, when you have that you know kind of like a little battle with Paul and that other guy. Uh, but yeah, uh, where should we begin with this, this adaptation, um, pros or cons or? I like that they, they definitely started using like the lore of of Mm -hmm. the books. Like it's no longer like David Lynch, you kind of get the impression that he's just kind of like throwing buzzwords in there. Like, I don't think you hear the words like Benny Gesserit, uh, at any point. Uh, I think they're like mentioned a couple times, but yeah, not as much as they are here. Right, right. Um, 
And like, but but and but like Dennis Villeneuve is just like his the script that he has written is just like solid. It's it's fantastic, and and like it's not afraid to incorporate aspects of like the language, the culture, like having Doctor Yui speak like. I'm not sure if it's like what what language it specifically is, or yeah. it, like if it's based on something else. Just like I'm sure if I went back to listen to it, I could probably figure it out. But but the fact that like. You, you get this impression that it's like it's a society that has evolved uh, like socially. It, it, there's so much politics going on there. You have such a intrinsic need to understand the workings of other people. Like that's the point of the Bene Gesserit. That's the, like the point of having like reverend mothers. Uh, and then of course like you also see like a lot of representation of like a lot of people that like are going to exist. Like you have like deaf characters. You have like oh, characters yeah. that don't speak like the, the like – whatever like language English is supposed to like be and there's so much like intermingling of like like societies and languages and cultures like you're not they're not afraid to like throw like terms at you in your face like the like the name that they have for like Paul and they use it more than Paul's name at a certain point right like the the Lisan Al-Gaib Lisan Al-Gaib yeah uh, and then of course, like they're not afraid to kind of introduce concepts at you. I'd say it, it's better than like the the Lynch version of Dune, where they they start using these things to just throw them at you instead of like Dennis, which like kind of takes his time to let you oh, like yeah. use context clues and let you simmer on the idea without like feeling like you're being talked down to. You're not being given a glossary. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes, I'm going to have to agree. Yeah, they definitely um, take their time building this world and all of the different d- the, the different people and cultures in, within it. And so much that <laughs> we're going to get a part two of this film. <laughs> of this. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise because it's like literally one of the first things you see. Uh, it says Dune part one in the opening credits. So <laughs> that's how vast this is. Um, yeah, uh, I guess, uh, I'm trying to think if, have I seen any other of Denis' work? Um, he did, um, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, (laughs) Leach tried to show me Blade Runner, uh, 2049 one time when we were, like, stoned and I, like, fell asleep because it's, like, a, (laughs) it's a three-hour fucking movie. It's, like, almost three hours. (laughs) And then you're gonna enjoy it for three goddamn hours. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna look up Denise's filmography just to see if Uh, I... He also Another did Arrival and Sicario. I've seen Arrival. Right. Arrival okay. was good. I, I enjoyed okay. Arrival. So, but he definitely has like a look and feel to his movies. Like, like you mentioned, Joe, like gritty, very yeah. like kind of like gray, grayish like, yeah. colors. So, like yeah, that's like, like one downside. I will say it's just like like even though you know, of course, you know we're in 2021. It's hard to not have good like grand spectacle in terms of visuals um so uh but yeah i will say like kind of the drabness of the color after seeing like the the vibrant colors of the david lynch dune i I was kind of missing a little bit but again you know it's a different world it's much grittier so i mean it's it's just a little nitpick for me (laughs) I, i i was almost impressed with like how down to earth uh dennis was able to like make the movie 
Just because, like, it, I, I was I was talking with Armand about this earlier. Like, the core mm-hmm. of the books is very human. Like, it's it's sure it's like what uh, ten thousand years, like in the future, but you still get this like idea that like there it's just humans that have evolved and accommodated and yeah. like developed. Yeah. They still have like old world structures. And, yeah. And as as I mentioned before, space feudalism. <laughs> <laughs> and and like you don't necessarily get that theme across with with like Dune nineteen eighty four, but like Dune twenty twenty one, it's like mm-hmm. everything sure like yeah. feels like large and grandiose, and but it also feels like almost intrinsically human. Like you can't have the disconnect that you had with like Dune nineteen eighty four, where it's just like oh, okay, th- this you have like the guild space navigators, which are kind of aliens. And you have like these guys with like weird fucking face shit. And you get this guy just kind of floating around. Everything right. has like almost like an organic hyper organic lean to it, which is also thematic with the book because, uh, in, in the movie, they mentioned like the Butlerian Jihad, which is basically like ter- Skynet rose up. And then like humans were like, Oh shit. Uh, the terminators are coming after our asses. And then they like outlaw like computers like in the book in the movie they even like they call them, like thinking machines. Interesting. Um, mm. And that's why like you you have like people like Thufir Hawat uh, who like rotate their fucking eyes, but they're they're human machines. Like they're right. they're right. they're calculators mm. that are just okay. organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. They they built the society around like humans and their their expanded capabilities when like given like enough training and enough dedication. I, I don't know. I just I fucking just love. No, yeah. There's a lot to chew on. That's like like yeah. I'm still kind of again. I I literally saw this today, like just a couple of hours ago. Both both of these movies. So like I'm still kind of like kind of marinating and like it's like what to take away because there's a lot of things to 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 sink your teeth into and uh i i will say like there it the events in the fi- in this film they f- they have like a really good weight to them like you really feel like shit is at stake like yes. compared to to the, the 1984 film like you feel like <laughs> oh fuck like like shit is going going bad y'all <laughs> like <laughs> okay patrick stewart <laughs> or Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck. Yeah. Who do we, mm. we prefer? I, you know, and I love me some Patrick Stewart. But you do like, especially in the scene where Gurney is even just like, you know, kind of like does that uh, like ambushing training for uh, Paul. You feel how Gurney is like, he's like that tough love character. But um, so well, I'm gonna have to go with yeah the new new Gurney. You don't really get a, a lot of Patrick Stewart in that one. In the that's true. That one. Like he shows up like in the beginning and like the end of the movie, where I feel as a jo- like Gurney Josh Brolin has more of a, a role to play in this in this adaptation. <laughs> like, which is weird because um, I mean in 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 the movie. In Dune 2021, Gurney just kind of disappears. Oh, after, yeah, like, the yeah, battle. yeah. He kind of does. Yeah, when the fucking... Uh, why, why am I forgetting their names? The the Harkonnens? Yeah, the Harkonnens. They come in and, and attack. Like, yeah, you just see them run off and, 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 and start to battle. And then, yeah, that's it. Uh, I do love the way they flush out the relationship between Paul and Duncan. 
Like they, you like you yes. actually get a sense of like, of like, of like brotherhood and 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 like like they've been through some shit together and stuff like that. <laughs> and Duncan actually does shit in yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Jason Momoa <laughs> did a fine job. Yes. Like, also I, in everything. I've yet to see Aquaman, but I've heard it's uh, epic, as the kids like to say. Skip it, skip it. <laughs> I don't know. No, I've heard. I've say? heard it's like entertainingly epic. Joe, what are you talking about? Go on, Lee. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, what else? What else to praise about this movie? Uh, one of the simplest things, which I, I think you know, Villeneuve was like, let's just spend more time on Arrakis. Like, of course. You know, like, even in the 1984 Dune, you know, it, like, starts out, and it, it spends a lot of time with, like, uh, you know, the Emperor and the fucking, um, I'm pretty sure that the planet's called Kaitain. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of, like, time spent almost away from the conflict to, like, explain the conflict, and then watch the conflict happen, but you know, Denis, he was just like, "No, dude, we're gonna stay on the fucking sand planet." I mean, I look, that. it's called Dune. You better fucking be on, <laughs> on, on, on the planet that it, you know, gets its name from. <laughs> but yeah. Oh no, no, I was, that's all I had to say. And I, I love that they they managed to just give. Every planet is such a different feel. Every culture is such a different feel. You don't even see the Sardaukars in in um, in David Lynch's Dune. Like the, yeah, the, they just oh, like yeah, they just don't. mention them. Like <laughs> they make like yeah. one reference to them. But like in 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 like Dave in Denisville News like Dune, you you see like the Sardaukar performing like blood sacrifices, like doing war chants. Like you get this feeling that like oh shit. This is the guys that are going to, like, kick the Atreides family's, like, butts. Like, you don't have, yeah. like, that weirdly bureaucratic, uh, like, Harkonnens. You don't have, like, that, like, very concrete, brutalist, like, society. You have the fucking Sardaukar who are sacrificing people by the thousands just to bathe in their fucking blood. Yeah, that did ca catch me, like, because, like, you know haven't read the book so when i saw that in this version i was like who who are these people <laughs> like what uh how are they portrayed in the book they're so they're still like violent they're still mm -hmm. like the emperor's mm -hmm. elite guard and yeah. the the planet they come from is a prison planet oh okay but in the in the actual books themselves they're described as like wearing like blue military garbs like it's it's definitely i would argue that as far as like costume design goes uh, David Lynch's Dune actually probably stays a little bit closer to the books. Yeah. But okay. Dennis Villeneuve is truer to the feel of the books. Yeah. Right. Like right. So, it feels a little bit more realistic. Uh, except neither of them get the fucking starter cars right because they're, they're supposed to like basically wear like bright blue like royal military garbs. But I mean as long as like I mean, as long as you get some feeling out yeah. of them, like again, like you, like you feel like they're a really like heavy, intense threat. They're, yeah, the the way yes. they they just glide down as they're trying to like sneak mm -hmm. up on the Fremen, yeah. that shit is fucking harrowing. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> terrifying. <laughs> uh, 
I have no idea how they made like balloon man into a ominous presence. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, what was it? Bill Bill Skarsgård. What's his name? Uh, Stefan. No, Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stallone Skarsgård as like Baron Harkonnen. Like, sure, like, Dune 1984 had a great Baron Harkonnen, very campy, very fun. Uh, it's, it's like seeing, uh, like, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now, like, <laughs> big man in the fucking, like, bushes, just screaming full, like, yeah, not even screaming, his, his, his presence screams, something in your soul. Yeah. It's so fucking powerful. <laughs> and just seeing him, like, float is, there's something so... Just scary about that. I'm gonna say this now, um, just because this is like a random thought I had while watching it. Did you get any kind of like Halo vibes from it, Leech or Joe? Mm. Like just in terms uh, of some of the settings and like and like uh, the fucking like yeah. uh, like the vehicles, like the the little like I helicopter was... vehicles. Yes, two things. So the fucking the thopters, the ornithopters, they're like almost. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, not verbatim, but almost like exactly kind of how um um Hodorowski put in his oh, really? in like the fucking nineteen seventy yeah like that's, his designs that's crazy look exactly yeah like that dragonfly design and um in the scene where I think we talked about it where Gurney's like you know they're blowing the base up and shit mm-hmm. I was getting pretty big Halo vibes then. And I mean the the still suits too are one for one. Yeah, like Dennis is definitely not afraid to look at other people for inspiration. Yeah, like I would not yeah. be surprised if he's played some Halo, is a fan of the original trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah, and and then yeah, some of the music like the 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 vocals you hear in the in the soundtrack it was just yeah it was it was like yeah I was getting some Halo energy which is a, is a compliment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um I do like this the Sardaukar uh I uh the language I guess like I guess it was the chance that like how they speak. It <laughs> yeah. was a really they interesting have that fucking throat singing when they're doing that ritual. Yes. yes. But hey, hell yeah. Speaking of 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 like the voice. Yeah. Right? So let's talk about the voice for a second, yeah. simply because this is this is a gripe of mine that I actually dislike about both. Okay. Okay. Do nineteen eighty four and uh, Dennis Will News twenty twenty one Dune. Mm-hmm. The 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 voice that like Paul Atreides uses, and th- this is like very much like nitpicking, but it is also like it's something that that would have been so cool to see, where. In the books, the the voice isn't like a superpower, and it always it, it kind of frustrated me. Like David Lynch portrayed like stuff as like superpowers, like supernatural, mm-hmm. where right. like Aaliyah could like read the Benny Gesserit like mother's mind. Mm-hmm. But like ev- everyone's human. There's no such thing as like supernatural yeah. in the books, okay. and and like there's like telepathy is just like, oh, they're very good at being able to read body language. They can detect that, like, something's off about something. Mm-hmm. And, like, the voice is just, like, you ever, you ever, like, have to tell a kid several times to, like, stop doing something? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And it's like you have to find that tone of voice that they'll respond to. Yeah. That's like that's the voice. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's that's what the voice is in, in the books. It's it's not like it's a specific like tone or or pitch or like volume. It's that combination of just like the way you project your intentions through like language, through culture. Okay. Yeah, right. And like Dennis Villeneuve kind of got it right in that first scene with like uh, the the Reverend Mother uh-huh. coming up, where he she's like sit, and then like add reverb to my voice in the, <laughs> in the post. We'll, we'll do right. Yeah, but she's just like sit, and then like you see Paul's response where it's like it's almost like blank time, mm-hmm. and he just finds himself kneeling okay in front of her. And but like in, in like David Lynch's dude, she's like sit and he's like compelled like by mind control. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like the Jedi mind control thing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's not really what it is. It's just like hyper persuasion. Really, it's okay. just like the the Benny Gesser are able to to project their intentions onto other people. And, like, just the way they say things subconsciously forces people to listen. Okay. And, it, and it's the exact same thing as, like, when you're when you're talking to, a, like, a child. It's like they're not, like, stop poking the cat. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and you're able to, like, and that's, that's like, hitting on the theme that, like, it, it's just hyper-humanity. Okay. It's people, like, gotcha. having a complete control and understanding of themselves as, as human beings. And then I hate that, like, Dennis gets it right the first time they show off the voice. <laughs> you know? And, and he, they, he even kind of gets it right with, like, that conversation between, like, Paul and Jessica where he's, he's like, she's, she's trying to, like, get, train him to use the voice. And then he's, like, kind of struggling. But I hate that it's, like, it's, it's not just, like, his voice. <laughs> like, they have to <laughs> add, like, that low warble to yeah. it they have to like layer yeah. it which like it's just not not it they there's so many different ways that would have been so much more creative so much more interesting yeah. and I, then it's it's like dennis just kind of sleeps on that opportunity and it, it's such a small thing but it really just it might just be too complex of an idea to convey in like the film medium like something as like kind of a you know, maybe not abstract is the way to use it, but like as you said, it's like kind of like the, this tone of some sort. But yeah, I don't know. So, just lost in translation, probably. <laughs> See, okay, it's like the midichlorians thing. I, then I have a question. Uh, this is for you, Leech. All right. What is because I was under the impression because you know, like you said, especially in the 1984 Dune, I. You know, I haven't read too far into the book. I thought that the weirding way was kind of like, yeah, like this, like, kind of like, kind of like the force-ish. And that was like why they could do stuff like the voice or like, yeah, that kind of like mild telepathy thing they have. So the the weirding way in the book is literally just martial arts. Like it's, oh. it's the way they train the Bene Gesserit to like fight. Where they, they have contri- contri- complete control <laughs> over their yeah. bodies. So they're able to move in ways that are shaped by their perception because they're no longer limited by 
the physicality of of their bodies reacting to themselves. They moved away oh. from that like animal instinct level of shit. You know, gotcha. Like the matrix shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's the same <laughs> yeah. shit as like when people like walk on like fire, right? It's just oh. it's that like added layer of like personal perception that allows you to harness your body to an even greater control, and that that's the weirding way in the book. Okay. And and in the Dennis Villeneuve's version and in the movie, I think the way they didn't. It's not even the weirding way. It it's like weirding modules. and (laughs) i think i remember reading that like the reason they had like weirding modules as opposed to like martial arts and why they had like guns (laughs) was because uh david lynch didn't want kung fu on sand dunes i mean it is kind of a hard (laughs) task to do (laughs) it's a hard so much so that like even when uh you have that like flash forward scene in the in the new movie Mm -hmm. Uh, where Timothy Chalamet is like doing flips and shit. Yeah, right. It, it kind of just looks like Power Ranger. Yeah, it looks I like know, Power, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. It, it had like a Power Ranger and like a video game like cutscene like yeah. type vibe to it. Yes. Yeah, it was. It, it took me out a little bit. I was like, this is a little kind of wacky. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't match up with the tone of the rest of the movie, but okay. See, seeing like Timothy Chalamet's face like open up in that mask, it's just like that's not Timothy Chalamet in the suit. That's something else. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> that's Yo. a computer. This is this is it had the same effect as like cats. <laughs> like the, the faces of cats is the same effect as like Timothy Chalamet's face and the and like the fucking oh, no, cats Bremen suit. <laughs> cats is another. That one's like really intense. It's like. Like oh. fucking uncanny valley to the max. <laughs> My God, but um, also, I, you know, not to make fun of it because I do like this one. But in that scene in specific, it was just it. It felt like the way they portrayed that. It was like they could have put that song, you know, all around me and familiar. <laughs> I could have been playing in the background. Mad world. <laughs> yeah, because it was just so like. What like it the, was the slow Donnie Darko version of Mad World. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so kind of like, oh, we're getting like, like this move is already kind of like, you know, gritty and edgy, but now we're getting like, like, uh, you see the mask open up and it's just like, all around. Yeah, (laughs) it's so like sad. It's like, okay. So we'll see how that works. You almost expecting a tiny blue tear. (laughs) Exactly. Legit. Um, How did we feel about the structure of this movie? Like, uh, again, as we've mentioned, this is a part one, so this is going to build up to a part two. But do you think that the structure was well executed? The pacing was solid. Yeah, the pacing was yeah. solid. I had no issues with the pacing. Everything about how things were like moving and responding to like the the the, the story just felt organic. It felt real, and everything kind of. Even stuff that was, like, moving away from Arrakis kind of just felt like, okay, it's at the right time. Stuff is happening. And then all of these things are just going to, like, collide. Everything kind of had, like, the feeling of trajectory, which I think is really important when you have, like, books of this scale where if you miss that concept of trajectory, then you've ruined the the conflict. Like, David Lynch's Dune. Spacing Guild shows up out of nowhere and says, hey, uh... Shaddam, 
your shit's getting fucked by Muad'Dib. <laughs> and then, like, the Emperor just out of nowhere just shows up on a rocket and is like, hey, stop. There's there's not even really a battle. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, yeah. worms attacking a building. But it... <laughs> the effects in that scene were just so fucking goofy. So bad and cheap. <laughs> like, the little tiny fires in the background. <laughs> and And... In Den- but with Dennis Villeneuve, like, you get this idea that's like, okay, it's these, like, big forces mm-hmm. that are, like, that are on a trajectory, and all you can do is wait until they collide. Yeah. Yes. You really do feel, yeah, again, as I said before, like, the stakes are really high. Like, that, that moment where they do fucking invade, like, like, it really feels like, like, like the stakes are so fucking high. Like, just like, holy shit. Like, so I, I really do think they do a good job of building, building things up. And I'm excited for part two. Like, I really do like the way this, this, this film ended, like as it went along, like I, it had me more invested. It's, um, my, my favorite movie reviewer. Um, it's like you said, um, like Ben Shapiro said, the worst part of the movie was that it ended. Ben Shapiro said that? I, I read oh it God. in the comments before I unliked it. Um, ben Shapiro, if you ever listen to this, I will personally uh, kick your ass and fuck your wife. And we're um, back to baking threats to public figures, folks. That's all right. We'll we'll put uh we'll put a like you know this is nah, jokes. This, this isn't jokes. a joke, Ben. Nah, this, this is no. We're no longer joking, Ben. No, this time we won't put a disclaimer in because everyone hates Ben Shapiro. I want to put that that sharpie in your ass, <laughs> Ben Sharp Sharpie and his and his wet ass B word. I'm gonna fill your ass with foots of AOC's feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no right. uh, how do we get back on track from here Joe Joe help <laughs> help okay uh, um, well yeah I mean let's let's get into the closing thoughts um, I will say oh one thing and this is just like I feel like this happens I guess this happens every once in a while with movies Zendaya barely in this you know what I mean but all over the promotional uh, material yeah, I mean, so. I think again, part two is probably where she's gonna be more <laughs> relevant. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. was an interesting thing. I was just like, wow. Like as as we're getting deeper into the movie, I'm just like, when, when is Zendaya gonna be like an actual character? Yeah, right. I will say. So I I went to watch. Uh, so I watched Dune with with my 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 girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I asked her at the end of the movie. I was like, okay, so who is your favorite character? And I, for what it's worth, like the, the marketing aspect of it worked, you know, like she said, like, I, I, I love that we have like strong female characters like Zendaya. So even, even if she was just there for like a few seconds, like her importance is definitely foreshadowed. Like mm-hmm. her character is definitely like understood even within like the she's few seconds. She's an actual character as opposed to the David Lynch one. <laughs> Somehow she's, <laughs> she's on screen less, but is more of a character. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that, like, Dennis managed to actually do that. Um, Z- Zendaya, mm-hmm. who's barely in the fucking movie, is an actual character. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. I I I I enjoyed like the five seconds that we had of Zendaya. And we're yeah. we're gonna get a lot more in part two. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that is a good question. Yeah, like who is our favorite character from this? Damn. Um, I was gonna actually say. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find the. Um, I think it's Rebecca Ferguson, the actress who plays uh, Jessica. I thought yeah, Jessica was I really do. so good in this. Yeah, I, I really do love. Uh, yeah, the portrayal of Jessica, and like you really do uh, get more of a sense of like an actual relationship between her and Paul, and like yeah, like her like teaching like Paul the ways of like you know using that voice and other stuff like that. So yeah, so it's either it's either her yeah. or Duncan Idaho. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What are y'all? How are y'all feeling? Yeah, no, the characters are very well executed. They're a lot more flushed out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite per se. Uh, I liked Oscar Isaac as as a as a Leto. I think everyone did a great job. I think I, I was I was entirely surprised by how well everyone kind of disappeared into their roles. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it, you don't. I, I was kind of worried because it's got like an all-star cast, you know? Yeah. Like you go into it and you expect like, okay, I'm going to be seeing Timothy Chalamet. I'm going to be seeing uh, like Josh Brolin. I'm going to be seeing like Jason Momoa. I'm going to be seeing, and it, it's just like. Yeah, no, they become the characters. They they become their characters. And there's just like, it's really this real feeling of like passion that they put into their acting. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, funny enough, like as much praise as I'll give Zendaya. <laughs> She was kind of the only one where, like, I saw her and I just didn't have... Maybe it's just like I didn't have the time to stop seeing her as Zendaya, you know? <laughs> yeah. And again, yeah. she doesn't say much. <laughs> she, like, right. pops up for a little bit here and there and then that's it. But, like, as as far as, like, personal favorite characters, just, like, mm-hmm. I love seeing, like, Duncan Idaho in, in, in true form. Okay. Uh, you just like get this impression of just like an adventurous, like intelligent individual. Yeah, and he's he's just he just kicks ass. Yeah, and That's I love I love how he comes away like respecting and having like a, a a huge amount of respect for the the Fremen, and like how yes. like yeah like he becomes allies with him. Because like at first I was scared. I was like, oh no, is he gonna be like on some like some like patriotism like let's def- like get rid of the the fucking natives type shit but like no like <laughs> fucking raban yeah. in in the, dennis's movie uh played by uh was it dave batista oh yeah yeah, yeah yes batista. yes he I, does a good job. I fucking love anything that dave batista's in <laughs> it's a little confusing though because like you know he's in guardians of the galaxy and he's like playing another ball character <laughs> <laughs> he was in he was in Blade Runner 2049. Oh, really? <laughs> uh yeah, oh no, he God. was he was the the first like was uh, he also bald in there in that Yes. <laughs> uh, no, he he played the he's he's, he's kind of bald. He's, I mean, he is in his 50s. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But yeah. like he he plays like a, a a rep the first replicant, but he just plays like a very like intelligent like pensive yeah. character. Yeah. 
I will. Uh, I will go back and rewatch Blade Runner twenty forty nine in a as sober you fucking state. should. Look, <laughs> you fucking asshole. You don't bring that up on someone who's heavily stoned to the point of ine- like being inebriated and not being able to get out, get up from a couch. That's the perfect. That's a time. daunting task. To put <laughs> but at least I, I mean, you've done far worse. You you made me watch the fucking first season of The Office on my first acid trip. <laughs> I've uh, I've I've. I've Forced you to accompany me on a trip to CC's. <laughs> uh, many trips. Oh my to god! CeCe's. One that was an acid trip, but we were we, all sober. <laughs> we, god was watching that day. <laughs> and he says, I, "I will bring wrath upon thee who go to such establishment known as CC's." Oh my god! But fucking. But uh, his portrayal of Raban is just so fucking. It, it's the opposite of Paul. It, it's the opposite of Paul. They 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 didn't have Fade Ratha, which mm-hmm. was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I don't um, know who would be able to. <laughs> but they, I think, in its place, they just kind of like realized, like narratively, Fade didn't really have a yeah. a role in this this section of the story, so they didn't include him, and they replaced okay. him almost entirely with Raban. But, like, he has such a fucking presence. Like, I didn't... Even though, like, the Sardaukar are fucking terrifying. Like, just Raban by himself is a scary motherfucker. He's almost like a, a snarling dog. And, like, just props to Dave Batista. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been a team. He's good a shit. good actor. He's yeah. a good fucking he already, actor. Yeah, he, he already proved it with those uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He really proved it in Army nice. of the Dead. I, no, I, I have I not seen, seen that. that okay, yeah. That, well, that, I'm, that, I'm not a Zack Snyder guy, so I don't think I'll it's probably a, watch it's it. It's an okay movie. <laughs> Funny enough, Army of Thieves, uh, like a prequel to Army of the Dead, is actually, uh, I'd say, slightly more satisfying. Um, okay. So watch, uh, watch Army of Thieves and then watch Army of the Dead. Okay. Bet. Bet. But, um, um, yeah, no, real quick, I want to give good. love... To uh, Javier Bardem, who played Stilgar, you know, that, like, you know, oh, yeah. the Fremen who was Yo, very, like... I, I yeah. wasn't sure that was him or not, but I was just like, is, is that fucking no country for old men motherfucker <laughs> Yes, right and he's so, he's just, you know, he's, he's not there, like, uh, he's not super prominent in the movie, but he's just a really good actor. You fucking no, feel you, it. Yeah, you feel his presence. Yeah. Especially in that scene where they introduce him, oh, just fucking I love spits, that scene. Spits yes. on the floor. He's just like, hold, hold. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> God, such a good movie. Yeah. So, any? Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll f- wrap up our thoughts. What else do do y'all want to say about this Dune before we give our rating? Um. <laughs> I guess other than that, the only thing um I don't know if I mentioned it, but nineteen eighty four Dune was um pretty sure it was composed by Brian Eno. Uh so Brian Eno did the theme. Oh, uh, just fucking the theme? Toto did the, the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> oh man, it's so cheesy when you hear those like rock guitars in the nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I mean, the music fit in this one in the 2021 mm-hmm. 
one, but I guess um, I will say that yeah, even though it's cheesy, but the whole movie is kind of cheesy. There are parts in the nineteen eighty four one where the music becomes like kind of like you know a really kind of kind of big part of the experience. Yeah, it's and the, it's very bold really and out there, one. and it, it, it yeah. it's a little earwormy. <laughs> Hans right, Zimmer right. kind of just. He he did a good job as far as like composition wise, where he fades into the background. Yeah, but it, it it's it's funny that like you have such like a solid book, an inspiration where you you can already drive like a bunch of like other sources of music, and like from from having like Dune nineteen eighty four, having like Star Wars, even shit like Halo is inspired by Dune. Yeah, and yeah. then. It's just Hans Zimmer. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not. You're there's right. some it's Hans not Zimmer. Bad. It's serviceable. It's it's like it, like Armand said earlier, industry standard. But it's like you you've got like two or three good themes in it. But like at, at no point do you really feel like overwhelmed by the quality of the music. Yeah, and and yeah. that's like even like. The parts of like Dune nineteen eighty four where you can tell it was like, where where you can tell that Brian Eno was the one working on shit, <laughs> like okay, like that stood out, that stood yeah. out, but like it's just Hans Zimmer, maybe yeah, I, I could just be a Hans Zimmer hater. I I'm, I've no, never been okay. a huge fan of Hans Zimmer. Like I mean, his his work stopped uh, after being his work stopped being masterclass after like. Modern Warfare 2 uh, <laughs> that he did the soundtrack for, surprisingly enough. I didn't even know that, but okay. <laughs> I didn't even know he did video game soundtracks. Oh, yeah. No, but, but 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 real shit. Like, I don't know. Just like I mean, the movie, the, the, the movie just didn't, had like great, great sound design. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But not great music. It was just like, okay... Yeah. Some parts stood out, but it just wasn't at that same level of quality where it's like the the music's gonna be playing in my head like uh any any like John Williams themes, you know? Like yeah. yeah. Uh I mean, I don't know. I think it's just it, it it's maybe a bigger question to ask in terms of of where soundtracks are at now nowadays, because yeah, like it really depends on what the director wants to achieve. Like, if the director wants... Because, like, maybe Denis doesn't really... Like, I mean, you know, of course, the soundtrack plays a huge role in a film, but maybe he's like, yeah, just like, ah, just give us whatever will work, Hans. Because, yeah, that's, like, basically what Hans does now is just he, he'll, he'll, he'll do anything as long as there's money involved. He did fucking Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Pharrell Williams. <laughs> that's a fucking... uh. A train wreck of a soundtrack. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I think everything else about the film is pretty great. So yeah, like if it has kind of a lackluster soundtrack, then you know, whatever. You know. <laughs> but yeah, anything else we want to add before we give our final rating? Um, I'm, I'm, I've said about anything I, I would want to say. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it for my notes. Alrighty. So, uh, who wants to go first with their rating? Um. 
<laughs> he just spit on his chair. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my rating. Okay. Uh, Joe, do you want to give your rating? Um, I, I think this one is... I, I want to go with, like... I do want to give it an 8, but it's almost... It's, like, almost an 8. You know, it's, like, 7.8. It's, like, I do really like it. And, it, you know, it's... I, I cannot uh, even convey how much this is really, you know, a better movie over the 1984. Mm-hmm. It's more cohesive... Um, and I do understand that they had to kind of split it up, you know, make it a two-parter. And, you know, who knows? Might even be more than two parts. Um, but, yeah, there's just still, like you say, there's just some parts where I'm like, okay, I I get that, like, Villeneuve's vision is to make things kind of drab. But it's like, oh, I, I could have, I kind of... Wish we had a little bit more there. Wish we had a little bit more from Hans Zimmer. Because there have been other movies where he has kind of like gone ham. It's like, wh- where's that? Yeah. Where's Ham Zimmer? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just stuff like that. But the cast and mm-hmm. the acting is yeah, probably some of the best part. Uh, yeah. And the visuals are obviously really, really well thought out. Really, yeah. uh, really good. No, yeah, I pretty much echo those same sentiments where it's just like execution-wise, this is very solid. There's a lot to appreciate about it. In terms of maybe some more of the, again, I might just be spoiled by, you know, some out there directors in terms of having fun with, like, the visuals and stuff like that. But, you know, I think this is, at the end of the day, the most probably accessible way to get into Dune (laughs) ever. Yeah. So, like... I mean, I don't know how that sci-fi series did with the Dune shit, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. O- other than that, yeah, I'm feeling a seven out of ten on this. Uh, we'll see how part two thing uh, holds up. That's and that's another thing I guess that adds to it since it is like you know just the first half right. of, of the story. Uh, it, it's hard to kind of judge fully. It's like you know, it's like an Avengers Endgame, Infinity War scenario. <laughs> But yeah, we shall see. I I'm definitely excited to see where part two goes. So you got you got me, Denis. Gonna wait another uh, a year or two for the next part. Uh, you wanna see more Zendaya? That's not how Denise sounds. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, Zendaya <laughs> That's how he sounds. <laughs> um, see it's a movie that's been like sixty years in the making. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it's like someone finally got close enough to getting it right. And 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 for what it's worth, like, I'm just happy that it happened in my lifetime. Yeah, because there's 60 wor- years worth of nerds that just like didn't make it to the movie. But it's it's amazing that we we get to finally see something like that on the big screen, and and not just that, like for for a, for the first time in a long while, someone that didn't have like the 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 fear of like doing something on the same scale as like funny enough, like the, the closest thing that I, I could see uh, to this is, is like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's finally great that like sci-fi has it's like Lord of the Rings, you know, like that, that is true. That is fantasy true. fans had, had Lord of the Rings for so long 
And and it's almost like this, a similar story, you know? Like, Ralph Bakshi had Lord of the Rings, like, made. Oh, yeah. So many different people tried to make their own adaptations of, of Lord of the Rings and, and just, like, J.R.R. Tolkien's work. And then just, it kept falling through. And then it was just finally, like, something that had, like, the means, the experience, and the fucking finances to make this this epic actually happen. And we're, we're finally getting around to, to getting, like, Dune the epic as it as it should be on the big screen and and it's it's just like a great entry into like the book series as a whole like if you haven't read the books read the fucking books they're so good yeah that, i'll finish it i swear <laughs> oh well said um yeah uh i'm i hope this yeah will bring much more people into this world and universe and i'm i'm glad it got made considering that Blade Runner 2049 didn't do so well at the box office. So I hope this... I mean, they already confirmed part two, so we're going to get a part two regardless, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. This has been doing pretty well. This has been hyped up, so... Go, um, go. Did you give a rating, Leech? I didn't give it a rating. You gave it a spit. Oh, okay. Uh, I spit. Oh, gotcha, I gotcha. gave. Okay, I gave okay. my, my moisture. <laughs> moisture out of ten. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but, yeah, so... Go fucking watch Dune while it's still in theater. See if you can go see an IMAX. I tried to fucking see it in IMAX, and it wasn't available in any of the theaters around here. So, yo, if you have the opportunity to see it in IMAX, go fucking see it. Um, this is this is really for y'all and I. Anyone else in Texas? Um, in the beginning of December, for like a, a week, maybe a week and a half, the the biggest IMAX screen. Is in Austin. It's in like this museum, and they're gonna show uh, this new Dune like all week really? long. So yes, okay, yes, we so might all interested. We might have to go on a road trip to Austin. Might then. take a <laughs> slow <laughs> ride. Sometime in the future. I I would like to do like a little follow up with the sci-fi, with the five. Whoa, okay. Sorry <laughs> about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> had a sandworm in my gut. Um, <laughs> Shai Khalud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sound uh, like you're trying to say Gazoon height. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But uh, at some point, if we ever get around to watching the the Sci-Fi Channel like rendition of Dune, I I've heard from a lot of people that it's probably like the spectacle isn't quite to the degree of like Dennis Villeneuve, of course. Yeah, but it's it is. It's supposed to be pretty like book accurate yeah i would see okay. yeah like it would make more sense to make into a series since the one there's many novels and two like it's so complex that it would make more sense to have it like as an episodic thing rather than like a, a, a movie that you sit through but well yeah maybe maybe we'll see maybe we'll give it a watch if yeah if we can bit but yeah uh definitely give us the deets on that Joe, because I would be interested in seeing this in IMAX. Yes, I'll I'll find the link and send it. Uh, Alrighty. Pretty soon. Okay, uh, we fucking did it. We <laughs> talked about Doom. <laughs> whoop whoop. Uh, before whoop, we go, I we'll, 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 do we have anything other to discuss? Uh, I think I know what oh, we're probably going to discuss. You though. know what we're going to have to discuss. What happened? What tragically happened? This this. This fucking weekend. Oh man! So for those of you who aren't aware uh, of the rapper Travis Scott, he has his Astroworld f- f- fest here in 
Houston. And uh, things took a turn for the worse. Uh, basically, uh, only eight are confirmed now. Eight people have been confirmed dead. Basically, yeah. what happened, uh, people rushed through uh, to the end. This has happened before at previous uh, Astroworld Fests that he's put on and concerts Jeez. that he's put on separate from this. Like, he, um, people just rushed through all the way to the front, and you just basically had what's called crowd crush, where you just have these uh, insanely insane amount of people in the crowd just so close and huddled together that you basically start to compress each other and it starts to kind of like restrict you know your 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 air intake and stuff like that and it was really bad <laughs> like the way people were describing it like made it seem like it was like this really hellish event where like people were getting dragged and like trampled and like crushed to death and uh yeah it's fucking tragic and it easily could have been prevented um Hey, you, 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 homeboy literally could have just said, hey, stop stop crushing each other. Yeah, so, like, Anything, the way you know? Travis responded was, like, he kind of periodically stopped here and there throughout his performance, was like, hey, like, somebody go get, like, the ambulance or something, like, help this person up, and then what? just go right back to singing. And, like, there's even, like, footage of, like, of, like him, like, he was like on this like platform above everyone, like hanging above everyone, and like he was like seeing people getting pulled out on stretchers, and he was still just like singing. Uh, there's also some fucking harrowing footage of like this this woman who was like trying to like tell this camera operator who was recording the 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 concert like to like like yo, there's people who are fucking dying, and like the camera operator was just like telling them to like fuck off and like go away and shit like that. And then also you had fucking white boys raging out, like getting on top of like the ambulances and like trying to like tip it over and shit like that. Like basically Woodstock '99, like that fucking energy. Like yes. it's 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 a shame that we still have this problem going on, <laughs> like fucking twenty years later. Now we have eight people that are no longer with us. And a bunch that are injured and that's why i'm saying like there's probably going to be more than eight people because like a lot of people got injured i i i mean i I, i've heard like numbers are increasing in the hospitals yeah it's just the eight that like we know basically like died on site and that's right just fucking tragic but uh yeah so travis is uh he's had kind of a history of doing this in the past like he's gotten in trouble for uh kind of inciting this behavior at some of his concerts. Like, I think at Lollapalooza a couple of years ago, he did the same thing. He was, like, telling his fans to, like, rush to the front, and, like, they're, like, pushing over barriers and stuff like that. And so it's just, like, he's been kind of encouraging this, this really <laughs> fucking uh, rage behavior. He likes to use the word, like, ragers or whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't know. I'm... <sighs> I'll be honest, Joe, I'm not too familiar with Travis Scott. I've never really given too much of a, a shit about him. Um, but Me neither. <laughs> but yes, like you say, he does, like, even in, like, his music and shit, he yeah, just kind he of, has like, a lyric, yeah, embraces. He has a lyric in one of his songs, like, it ain't a mosh pit if there ain't no injuries or something like that, which is uh, not the fucking case if you've, if you've ever been in a, a mosh pit. Uh, you know, yeah. I know we're... <sighs> 
you know, we're 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 young twenty somethings, and we're about to sound like old timers here. But it's just like there is such a thing as mosh pit etiquette. Like you fucking like someone falls, you pick them the fuck up. Yeah, if someone falls, you pick them up. Also, you don't fucking like try to drag others who aren't in the mosh pit in like unwill like unwilling willfully. And yeah, like basically, you look out for your fucking common human. And I think yeah, it's just. it's just a reminder of uh, the, the of, of of the hellhole we live in and the lack of human empathy. And sorry to to make things a lot more dire and 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 really fucking sad. But I feel like we've become so desensitized to death, especially with the fucking pandemic. Like we're like every day on the news, hearing like people dying from this fucking fucking uh, COVID. And I feel like people are uh, they just. We, 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 we tune it out, which, you know, understandably, we need to, you know, get on with our day and not <laughs> let things drag us down. But you, you still have to fucking remember at the end of the day that, like, it's like, yo, people shouldn't have to shouldn't have to worry about their <laughs> like whether or not they're going to get home safe after this concert. Like like concert should be a fucking safe space for everybody to just have a good time and enjoy the music. And uh Again, I'm going to go on another hand, and I feel like this is also a masculinity issue, too. Because, like, who are the majority of the people who are doing this shit at these shows? It's usually fucking men. And, like, so, like, we're making this, like, not inclusive for, like, not only just women, but, like, trans people. And, like, people who have, like, disabilities, too. Like, people who can't fucking, you know, fight their way through a mosh pit and shit like that. Like... I don't know. It's just uh, I have a lot of fucking feelings on this, and I could rant for like a good thirty minutes or so. But I know this episode's gonna be pretty long. But uh, <laughs> uh, do y'all have anything y'all want to say on this? Um, I mean, yeah, you you summed it up pretty well. I I do think it's just a um, you know, I'm sure it's gonna come out that it was totally a thing of like. What the fuck were these logistics, you know, like apparently there's, there was like too many people there already. And then, you know, there was. Yeah, people were breaking infamous, in. Like, yes, like, infamous video of people breaking in. But they also put like they promoted stuff like that in the actual. Oh, yeah. Like material. Travis, Travis, like he was like making posts on on social just like uh, tickets sold out. But like, I'm a, don't worry, I'm a finesse it and like try to find a way to get more people in. So it's just like you're like already like promoting overcrowding and shit like that yes yes and it's just that and it's like what the fuck with the security and i've heard really really terrible shit about the the you know medical oh yeah um, like they were very much like like undersupplied like they had like little to no supplies and like why you know there's like at least fifty thousand people there and it's like how it just feels like there were so many things that like went wrong at the exact same time, and uh, yeah, now people like really hurt, and some people are sadly gone away. Also, why the fuck is this a rager kind of thing? And it was also like an all ages fest, you know? Like I I heard a figure, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard a figure that like forty percent of the people there were under twenty one. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, dude, they don't even know. 
how to mosh and you're just like yeah that's what i'm saying it's like through for some people this might be like one of their first concerts concert going experiences and they can walk away feeling fucking traumatized by this and now they're dead yeah now they're dead leech is stepping out for a bit uh but all right yeah um i don't know all i can say is just uh fuck travis scott stop repping my city you fucking millionaire and I, I want him to be held accountable. That's the, the one thing that was aggravating me, Joe, is, mm-hmm. and this doesn't just apply to Travis. This applies to every fucking celebrity. This applies to Kanye West. This applies, applies to fucking Elon Musk. But why do fucking random everyday people jump to, like, defend these people? Like, whenever, like, there's, like, much, like, criticism that's much, very deserved to, like, to these these fucking celebrities people want to like jump immediately to their defense I'm it's... Fuck Travis Scott yeah <laughs> yeah but uh it's just I, it's something that's never understood me it's like these celebrities don't give a fuck about you why are you defending them so hard Travis Scott doesn't give a fuck about you he's a fucking like multimillionaire like <laughs> like oh god like i don't know why people jump to defend these fucking rich capitalists it's just like like the moment shit started getting overcrowded he should have just moved everything over to Fortnite. yeah <laughs> uh yeah but it's just like it yeah that's the thing that's so aggravating it's like he couldn't have stopped the concert for like just a minute just like one full minute like it's not that hard bro like just be like hey man like we need to stop this like until people are escorted out of here safely and taken care of like we're gonna stop the show like, and a lot of people were, like, tweeting, like, how other bands have dealt with this. So, it's just, like, this is not, yeah. like, an alien concept. It's no. It's pretty fucking easy to do. No. So, it's just, like, like... He's been touring for a while. Yeah, like, like... And I'm pretty sure his management has warned him of this before, too. I remember seeing, like, like this, like... Didn't he have, like, a documentary on Netflix come out, like, a couple of years ago? I remember. I never seeing, saw it, but yeah. But well, someone was sharing the clip of like, yeah, like some of the behind the scenes people were like warning him about like, like I was like, oh shit, there's like a lot of people here, Travis. So it's just like, like nah, the dude doesn't care. Like he just wants a, uh, he just wants to uh, promote this type of culture. Uh, also, he there's a a clip of him going uh, a couple years ago, like where he like crowd surfed and like someone tried to take his shoe and he stopped the show for like two minutes just to like tell the crowd to like fuck that guy up for like taking his shoe so it's just like so you'll stop the show if someone takes your like precious shoe but you won't stop the show if like people are fucking dying so yeah i don't know like i'll ramble on for hours about this i'm just saying that uh hold these people accountable stop defending celebrities that don't give a shit about you or me or any other regular everyday person uh what do you have to gain from that you fucking moron <laughs> oh my goodness i'm, uh, I'm, I'm going in harsh it's all right kill the fucking rich yeah kill the fucking <laughs> rich um yeah that's all i have to say uh um, and hold people accountable at the end of the day yes yes um, one more thing. It was literally, Armand, this was two weeks ago. That was when the fucking Alec Baldwin thing had just happened. Yeah. 
it's just so, like it's like so much recklessness, like everyday recklessness yes. is happening. And yes. It's like it's just the insanity of it all. It's just like Can I just say entertainment wise, people think that because you're doing something for entertainment purposes that people cannot get hurt. This is not true. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have I know everybody's like, oh, why rules? You know, let me let me be free, damn it. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck. There's reasons <laughs> so people don't fucking die. Why are these people dying on film sets, you know, in fucking concerts? Get your shit together, man. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. That's my rant. We we need to learn more. Well, it's it's sad that it's something you have to say, but it's just like there's a lack of just human empathy, really. <laughs> Again, we've become really desensitized to death. Uh, you know, maybe worldwide, but I can only speak for living in United States of America. Like, <laughs> we've become so desensitized to just human life. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's fucking saddening and heartbreaking. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just can't imagine being in the shoes of someone that was like in that crowd or friends of the people mm-hmm. that ended up passing away and just like yeah if you can look yeah. up some of the 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 people who've been there like I've and have described how like horrifying this event was uh, so yeah like this is not a fucking joke um, I hope I just hope that going forward um, you know I'll, I'll fucking say it I hope there's no more Astroworld Fest here in Houston um and uh i just hope going forward people will be more mindful uh i'm gonna see 100 gex i think on wednesday so all right but yeah we've been talking for too long so joe let's 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 fucking wrap this up it's now (laughs) your turn to recommend a a, a film for next episode lay it on us what 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 do you got drum roll no um so, part of the uh, surprise, Armand. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, the the guest I have for next uh, next episode. Oh, okay. Is uh, is Chris? I don't know if I should say his last name. No, but no, I think yeah. we all know which which Chris we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah. He's not been on the podcast yet. Been talking to him. We go He's way down. back to the high school we days. Go way back. Um, he, in his words, he said he wanted to talk about the worst film of all time. So, my friends, we're going to do Plan 9 from Outer Space oh, okay. by Ed Wood. And we're also going to do, you know, Ed Wood by Tim Burton. Oh, hell yeah. Ed Wood is movie. fucking amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've never seen the, you know, Plan 9 movie. Is it really regarded as the worst movie of all time? Um, for sure, before The Room came out, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I did think about, you know, uh, maybe doing The Room, but I, I feel like the, the, nah. the lineage, the lore, yeah. yeah everyone's covered and, The Room. Everyone, yeah. uh, everyone has had many things to say about The Room. So You're we, tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, it's a yeah. classic movie. We fucking got to see it, and we met Tommy Tom, Wiseau. We met Tommy. Yes. Yes. You bought, like, the oh. script, right? Yeah, One of I you... have the script, like, sitting yes. in my fucking, Hell like, yeah. library We, we right need now. to go through that and read Beautiful. the script. It's insane. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, um, we we met Tommy Wiseau. He was nice. He he no, he noticed he that we were all like in the friend group, and he was just like, "Y'all, you want to take a picture?" Like, yes. All your friends. A, oh. And he, yeah, he I like, mean, fist I bumped us. But yeah, it was so. such a good fucking time. Yeah, I still have my signed uh, DVD. <laughs> I showed up with like Beautiful. pumpkin pie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I showed up with a whole ass pumpkin pie. And we just <laughs> why did you do that? You wait. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think it's because I went to I went to pie house of pies house of pies house of pies <laughs> and and I just got a pie and I figured fuck it I'm gonna get a whole pie I'm gonna share. I mean, look, y'all were able to finish that pie just in time before we were getting seated. So, props to y'all. Oh, fuck, I got the hiccups. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, um, yeah, hell yeah, I'm down I'm to see, you know, kind of see, you know, an actual Ed Wood film and then talk about this beloved uh, Tim Burton movie, one of his earlier yes. movies. Before Probably he... one of my favorite uh, Johnny Depp movies, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Before we found out he's a shithead, and before you know Tim Burton took a nosedive in quality, <laughs> is Johnny Depp a shithead? He's kind of a shithead. I mean, he's at least, least a drunken of. shithead. <laughs> like he's, he's definitely an alcoholic. Because from what I heard, like, uh, uh, yeah, but like alcoholism doesn't make one a shithead. I, I'd, I'd say that's more like a personal failing. Are you, <laughs> are you trying to bring up the Amber Heard stuff? Yeah, like wasn't I mean it, wasn't yes. it that Amber Heard was basically gaslighting the entire world into thinking that look, she was the one being abused, and then she turned out to be the abuser? Look, look, I think there was abuse on both sides, and as I can say, yeah. as someone who's been in like a really fucking unhealthy relationship, like shit like that can happen. And <laughs> so I don't think Johnny Depp is ne- is necessarily innocent. I think Amber Heard, yeah, definitely has abusive qualities, but. Uh, I don't think anyone is innocent in that relationship. It's it's yes. tricky. It's that's that's the thing with human relationships. Humans are fucking. <laughs> they're not just one thing. So, uh, I don't know. I just like to make fun uh, of Johnny Depp because he's kind of a he's a he's a wanker. Yes, I would also like to add, Leech, that even though yes, I do like some of Johnny Depp's roles. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are accounts of even before Amber Heard, like mm-hmm. he's kind of put his hands on women. Okay, yeah, that that's not cool. Fuck Johnny Depp then. <laughs> John Depp uh, and his floppy ass hats. We're not using Hollywood stars like John Depp. John Depp isn't guaranteed to make more than thirty dollars on a movie anymore. You know, those days are done. He brings in about maybe three hundred and fifty extra viewers these days because he just looks like a dope. He's got a mustache. It's worse than this one. You know, he's quirky. He's going to be, I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese or Willy Wonka or something like that. Some sort of, ugh. He's cool? No. He's got a mustache. He's got a flop hat. He gets tattoos of, I don't know, witches, warlocks, and, I don't know, bathhouses or wherever he hangs out. He was good friends with uh, River Phoenix. And uh, the, thing, the thing about John Depp and how he gets his kicks is he likes to watch his good friends die of drug overdoses and not really do anything about it, just be high. Fuck you and your hats, Johnny. Oh, fuck you and... No, not your wife. Fuck you, Wrangle. Yeah. He's also friends with Marilyn Manson, which... We, oh, boy, oh, we no. know. Oh, no, yeah. Ma- Marilyn Manson ain't no bueno. We don't care oh, if you still hang out with Marilyn Manson, Kanye. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. But anyways, hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking Ed Wood and Plan 9. Uh, that'll be a good double feature. Uh, yes. 
with a with and it will be interesting to hear from someone I haven't heard from since fucking high school, like for five oh, yeah. years. So I think it'll be a good time. I kept up with Chris. Um, Alrighty. Let's see. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, folks. So if you don't want to be spoiled for <laughs> both Plan Nine and Ed Wood, go watch those movies. Uh, uh, we'll do we'll do our plugs now. We'll fucking uh, follow us on the Instagram at Videotapes Podcasts. Also, uh, if you want to send us an email, you, uh, if you have any thoughts or concerns or recommendations, just email us at we dot at gmail.com. Also, send us voice messages. That's right. You can leave us a voice message on our Anchor website, anchor.fm slash videotapes podcasts. Uh, come on. We, we're trying to get, we're trying to hear from more of the people, y'all. We, 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 we put this at the end of each episode because we want to hear from you, the listeners. So please, uh, we're begging you, please. Uh, we're, we're lonely. We want to hear from please. you. Um, yeah, and then I think that's all we have to plug. Obviously, follow Leech here on the SoundCloud and the Bandcamp. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. You want to plug your stuff? Uh, yeah. I, I did mention this it. Time. Yeah, last time I, <laughs> I just went into Family Guy. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I am a musician. I, I make a lot of music. A lot of it is uh, very, very uh, diverse. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Leech is okay. Um, Bandcamp I go by well. Leech Gomez on Spotify as well. You can find me on there. And uh, if you, if you uh, end up listening to me here, uh, I am nothing like that creatively. And I hope you enjoy whatever I put out. <laughs> Listen, it's it's all good uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. I should also remind viewer, uh, listeners that I am a musician as well. Uh, don't really plug it. Uh, you can follow me on doku.bandcamp.com. Uh, be on the lookout because some music is coming very soon. But if, yeah, okay. If, if you want to hear him sing, uh, we <laughs> put out an album together several years ago called Igloo Brothers. <laughs> yeah, we we have some goofy songs about um, fucking uh, Dracula, Dracula, uh, um, the the cheese one, like where we were like sounding like the B fifty twos. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> Frusciante cheese. Frusciante cheese. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we have some fun stuff. Again, just go uh, go to Leech's Spotify or Bandcamp, and you can find it under Igloo Brothers. But yeah, uh, that's uh, that's. I think that's all we have to promote. Anything else you, you want to add, Joe? Um, as as just a, a closing statement, I'd like to say, uh, 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 fellas, you know, the Dune as a planet. Now that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> All right. Okay. There it goes a spice. Zendaya, call my girlfriend. All right. Okay. I think that's all we have to say, folks. Bye bye. <laughs> Why am I waving? All right. What? Uh-huh.